Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast brought to you by Hunt, Lift, Eat official. Mr. Face for Radio, Carter McKenzie is here hosting this week <laughs> with a, uh, a reoccurring host, co-host this week, old Justin Everly. What's going on, man? Hey, man, I'm good. Uh, this back-to-back stuff is exciting. It is. We're getting pretty good at this, maybe. Probably hey, not. man, we, we clicked the link and we're we're here so that's that's the start that's right hey is it uh inappropriate to start off with a call to action justin of course not what would you like to call to action i i would like to call listeners to action if you want to come check this out and see our handsome faces uh go follow us on youtube hot lift eat on youtube we're, we're on the youtubes now um so go check us out we're trying to pump those subscriber numbers and um drive some engagement over there and we got shorts and we post all of our uh youtube or uh, sorry all of our podcast videos on youtube um and we have a lot of hunts that we've been filming that are going to be releasing over the next couple weeks so um check it out that's your call to action if you like what we do and you know we appreciate our listeners and um it's another way to check out the podcast and watch it instead of just listening to it so if you appreciate what we do we'd, we'd sure appreciate everybody going to drop a follow over there plus there's a, a great new short up there of you and luke and I can't tell if you're saying big butts or big buck. I, I'm not sure, man. <laughs> it could be either one, man. <laughs> could be either one. Yeah, that's the that's the call to action. I like it. A little shameless plug right there. All right, cool. Let's jump into it, man. I'm ready. You ready? Well, who yeah. do we have on today? Who's yeah, we got our our, uh, our esteemed guest this week, uh, Armando Martinez. The man from Bowhitch, the inventor of Bowhitch. So, Armando, welcome to the podcast, man. Yeah, thank you, guys. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. And uh, fortunately for you, I'm another face for radio. So let's do this. <laughs> that's, that's why we have to be on YouTube so everybody can see who, who we really are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. People say some mean shit on YouTube. I'm not going to read the comments. People are going to be Bro. like, <laughs> dude, I, I literally just put because we hadn't had any YouTube shorts. And uh, so I was listening to uh, Adele and Gary Vanderchuk, and it's the, you know, three things you need to be doing, like, for sure. And so I was like, well, shit, I might as well do some. I'm already on Instagram and, you know, Facebook and trying to do the TikTok and all that. So I posted a couple that I had already posted on TikTok and on Instagram and on with other stuff, right? And uh, sure enough, today I'm going through and cleaning up my email, and I see all these comments. And so, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, so don't read them. It's, it's hilarious. One of them, it's, it's from my more warriors over oh, there. Oh, some warriors, dude. It's hilarious. One of them says, uh, uh, great video, except for I can't hear you because all the wind noise. And then it's like, dot, dot, dot. But that's a cool sling. And so I was like, bro, just why do you got to go there? Just, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be a slippery slope. So just, man, you, you got to identify someone on your team that's witty. And that's their job is just to sit there and play that game. <laughs> yeah, all, it's baby. It's all that's a full-time job. When we can afford that guy, I'll, I'll hire that guy. <laughs> we, we got a couple over here for you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No kidding. My favorites are like uh, on TikTok. Uh, people say some mean shit and I like to invite them on the podcast. Like, dude, call them out that way. Like don't, don't, don't fire back and be like, you know, F you asshole or whatever. But like, Dude, come on. Let's talk about it, right? I've done 10 million of these podcasts, and I'll talk to anybody about anything. If you're into hunting and fitness, we might have something in common. You're just an asshole. So yeah, <laughs> let's talk yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, dude. I love it. 
love yeah. it. Well, cool, dude. Uh, stoked to have you on here, Armando, and meet you kind of face to face, man. Uh, big fan of what you're doing and what you're creating. Um, you know, I want to I want to get into your background and your relationship with the outdoors and um, that kind of stuff. But uh, why don't you tell us about your uh, super awesome product real quick, and then we'll dive back into it a little later. Sure. So um, our our product is the bow hitch and. Our business name is simply Savage Solutions, which is the way we started our business. We had a business name, the LLC, and all the deal that you got to do to open up a banking account. And uh, at the time, we only had the one product, which is the bow hitch. So the bow hitch is something that we invented. It's just the uh, another way to carry your bow. It's an efficient way to carry your bow that keeps you hunting. So we say we're for hunting and not hiking. So when you want to kill shit, you use the bow hitch. If you want to transport it from A to B, it doesn't really matter. Use whatever you're comfortable with. But um, so when we started, we had the business name was Simply Savage Solutions, and we had one product, and we didn't even have a name for the product. So we, we just had to go by the business name, and we literally had Simply Savage Solutions was on our on our uh, little, you know, bag toppers. and. Um, Finally, a buddy of mine came up with the, the, the phrase, the bow hitch. And he said, you know, he, I was driving down the road and he tells me, well, how's that thing you got? He's an old cowboy. I'm like, I don't know. It's pretty good. Like, it's cool. And he's like, well, what is it called? And I said, man, we don't have, we don't have a name. And uh, so he's like, well, what does it do? And I'm like, well, I don't do that. You just connect it to your bow and it and then you hitch it to your backpack. And he's like, We'll call it a bow hitch. <laughs> so I was like, shit. I was like, dude, I got to go. I got to call my partner and tell him we got a name. And so so the bow hitch started. Um, so then since we only had one product, we were like, well, shit, we're just going to go by the bow hitch because we can't say we're simply Savage Solutions, the inventors of the bow hitch when nobody knows what a bow hitch is. So it's crazy, dude. So the bow hitch starts gaining a little bit of traction. People recognize us as the bow hitch guys. There's a bow hitch booth, you know, whatever the, you know, the, a little bit of brand recognition. And so now that we're uh, expanding into the, you know, firearms, crossbow, tripod market, like a different market, we have to go back to our Simply Savage Solutions name, which is, is crazy because we find, you know, as soon as we get a little bit of traction, I would call it with the bow hitch, it's, it's, uh, you know, we're on to the next thing and, um, it's crazy, but, uh, long way of saying, you know, we invented a really cool way to carry your bow that, uh, you know, we just received our patent on middle of November. We got a call from our patent attorney and said, Hey man, I can't believe it, but this shit came back and like, we don't even have to fight it. Like it, it, they approved all, all all of what you guys wanted and it's amazing so um that's uh that, that's kind of how we got started in the outdoor deal and kind of what our business started with is, is the one product called the bow hitch and and it was because carrying your bow sucks because carrying your bow sucks dude and that phrase works for all of our stuff so now our rifle muzzle loader crossbow tripod like carrying all your shit sucks like everything yeah. we carry in life has some sort of a strap or a contraption to carry it by to make it easier. And so we're fortunate enough to kind of make something for everybody in the outdoors. That's awesome. Prior to this, man, would you have ever considered yourself like an inventor? That's like a pretty cool word. 
dude, it's crazy to even think about. No, because I could fuck. I can't, I can't draw. I can't sign my name the same way twice. Like I can't sing. Like I'm so ungifted. It's out of control. Like <laughs> it, it, to to like to have the career that I've had and to do the things I've done is like an anomaly. Like there's you look at me and be like, there's no way that dude you know, accomplish these things because uh, it's just funny. So, no, I never thought, to, I never, you know, you don't think, like, I'm going to be an inventor. But the crazy thing is now, and I think Justin can attest to this, is once you've done it, like, it, it's a fire you cannot put out. Like, in being a fireman, like, to be able to say that, you're like, dude, we'll put it out. Like, eventually I'm going to put it out. But I look at shit just totally different, and I'm like, there's a way like this is kind of shitty like give me a <laughs> give, give me a little while and I'll fix it like so I don't know if I'm getting too big for my britches or what but I think there's always you know there's always a way to improve upon something so it's uh it is it is crazy to say you know I'm an inventor like I'm an entrepreneur I'm an inventor I'm a whatever catchphrase you want to put to it it's pretty cool you know I I've gotten the privilege to know you get to know you over like what last maybe six, seven, eight months or whatever. Yeah, at least. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you, it's not an anomaly, man. Good things happen to good people. And, you know, you guys do great things outside of make a, an, an awesome couple of products, you know, like you got, you got the, uh, the give back going right now. Right. And you've been doing that for a while. And it's things like that, man, that set you apart, right? People are supporting you not only because you came up with a great product and it's got a cool name now, very redneck way of getting it, but that's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. You guys, you guys do incredible things to surround the products with a great story. So, like, I don't want to get off this podcast without talking about what's happening literally right now this month, right? Your acts of kindness. Yeah, so, dude. Yeah. About Thank you. Um, you know, uh, my partner and I, Doug and I are both, uh, I've retired, but um, he's still an active duty firefighter with Albuquerque Fire Department. So, both of us grew up in that world. It's crazy because we both grew up down in the South Valley of Albuquerque, which is, you know, a little bit of a, you know, historically a rougher area. Like just, you know, our parents worked their asses off and just, just standard, you know, every day, like we're not gifted. We're not held back. We're not like, we're just your everyday people that both of us chose a career to help people. Like, and that was, you know, I didn't know it was a calling and I didn't know I would be great at it. Like, and I didn't know, like, you know, God puts us where he wants us, you know, where he needs us really. And, and we're a, we're a tool for, for the job that he's doing. And so I was fortunate enough to, you know, to get that call and to be able to answer it. And um, so for 20 years, you know, I served in the fire service of just doing, you know, you just do what you got to do, just like you guys, you know, you went to, to, to do the job you were called to do. And you perform it and you don't really think about it, you know, um, it, it's a job and it's like, hey, well, cool. This is what I have to do. And these are my roles and responsibilities. These are the talents I've been given and the way they want me to utilize, you know, these talents. And you just that's your call to action and you do it. And then uh, it's just crazy now for me to be retired, to actually think about it. It's really neat. And it's, you know, sometimes it's like that was some cool shit. Like, fuck, like. <laughs> we we did we did some amazing things, you know, and saw some crazy things. Not all of them great. Not all of them end the way you you know. Like you're not gonna put all of them in a book, but they're still all a piece of the puzzle. And um, you know, to be able to go through that and come out of it, and to know like that you can make a difference, and 
just us being genuine, like, you know, hey, you know, I'm not a model. Like, I get it. Will I take a picture with my hat and my shirt and try to sell it? Yeah, cool. Like, I am who I am, and I'm and I'm totally good with that, which I think is a big draw to us. And it's kind of crazy that I get so many compliments on it. They're like, dude, I love the way you just get on there and go. Like, and you'll fuck something up, and it just, just you, keep it's not it's not a fuck up. It's just you know, like, hey, you changed your you know train of thought, or you lost your like you're a human being. So that that's been a that's been a big part of I think why you complimented me and and I think us just being genuine and you know being in the fire service like you are if you make one like and and same thing with the military do not fuck up right like because somebody will call it out and exploit it at the worst time on your worst day on like like it, it's just the way it is and uh so for us I think um being able to accept that and appreciate it and then to be able to recognize that when other people are going through it you know is a, is a special talent i would call it like hey this dude's having a bad day man let's let's change that for him like people need some extra love some extra motivation like sometimes you could feel what people need even though you can't say it you know and so for us just just by going out and trying to give people the opportunity to do good like it's kind of just takes care of itself, man. Like I'm, I'm happy to be doing our random acts of kindness because it gives people the opportunity to do something cool, you know, when for whatever reason, maybe before they didn't even think about it, but you know, if, if an access deer hunt on the Island of Maui is what uh, it takes for you to do something cool for somebody then so be it. <laughs> like uh, we'll, we'll, we'll carry that torch. Incentivize the good. However Incentivize, you... yeah. So it's all it's all good, dude. But uh, yeah, I so think... right now, yeah, random acts of kindness. It's it's cool, man, because that's that's like central to who you guys are, and it's something we believe in over here at HLE. Like it's one of our top tier core values, and that's authenticity, man. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's coming through with the random acts of kindness. So uh, I don't want to derail that, right? So why don't you tell us a little bit more about what's going on right now and what you did in the past with that? Sure. So random acts of kindness is just that a simple random act of kindness that you do for somebody else. That's, you know, just, it's just a very, it's a random act of kindness. It doesn't have to, it could be somebody, you know, it could be your kid. It could be your mom, your wife, a stranger. It really doesn't matter. Like we had a comment posted uh, earlier where this lady said she went through and cleaned up an entire park of the trash because a lot of people use it. Like that's an act of kindness to a hundred people, you know? So, we're not picky on what it is. Like if you feel that it was a good thing that you did and you did it from your heart, then, then we accept this random act of kindness as a, you know, as per at face value. But um, what we're doing is we're asking people to do any random act of kindness for somebody, comment in it in our post on our Instagram or Facebook page, and that will get you entered in to win one of, you know, we're going to be at like 40 prizes right now. So it's insane. But the top prize is an access deer hunt in Maui that was given to me to give away as a random act of kindness to help me succeed. Um, he gave it to me last year and I was like blown away. He he tried giving it to me two years ago. And, uh, and I was like, dude, I only have a week left of this giveaway. It's not that big right now. Like, I don't want to accept this big of a gift and you not get any value in return out of it. So wait till next year. 
that'll be our headliner and uh, it's going to help me tremendously. And I know that's what you wanted to do. And so that's what we did. So last year was our first, you know, our, it's our, this is our third year. Last year was our first year with the, uh, the access deer hunt and um, it's just growing and growing, dude. So now I have, you know, an elk, uh, elk bros donated a cow elk hunt fully guided. Like, dude, I have so many prizes. It's insane. So, um, just good people wanting to do good. And that's our community. That's you guys. That's the people you surround yourself with. And I love the way you, you know, vet people like, because people want to just be on the podcast or just want to be associated for a couple of likes or follows or name recognition or whatever. But I appreciate the fact that you guys do vet people and that like, you know, when I met Luke, like he legit came and was filling me out, you know, like we shook hands and all that stuff, but no, like kind of, you know, being in, in, in the real world, like, you know, like I know when not an interview is happening, but I've interrogated enough people to where <laughs> like, you know, it, it was just, it was a great conversation and I'm glad to have done it, but I totally appreciate the fact that he came up and did it. Like he wanted to feel comfortable with us and what we were doing. And, and I'm glad, you know, he did and he liked it and you guys like, you know, what we're doing. Cause, um, that's just who we are. So, um, I don't know how I got off track again there, but I, I appreciate you guys for, for doing that and, and welcoming us into, uh, into your community, which in turn brought you into ours with the random acts of kindness. So thank you guys for that. That's outstanding, man. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. It, it, dude, it's so cool. It's so cool. My, my brother who's, you know, doesn't have uh, extra money to be doing stuff, uh, was just getting into hunting and um he came across a good deal on a spotting scope and he bought it for me and gave it to me and said hey bro this is this is yours to do whatever you want to with it um sell it raffle it you know get follows for your business like i don't know what you need to do with it but whatever you can do to to make this benefit you do it yeah. and so uh that's how i started the random acts of kindness man that was my my first gift and uh i held on to it for three four months a couple couple months and and finally, in January, I said, we're going to start the year off right. And this is this is what we're going to do every year is is get people in the right mindset and get the get the year started off right. So it's awesome. So we, we need to do a CTA, another shameless plug. So if this is running right now, everybody needs to get over on that Instagram, the bow hitch on Instagram. Right. We'll make sure we get that in the show notes and everything, too. But this is uh, this runs through all January, correct? All, oh, yeah. The entire month of January. So. Uh, you could do it, you know, what the last day of January, whatever that number is, uh, do, do your random act of kindness. You just got to enter the comment in, um, our, in, in our, uh, in our bio, there's the gleam IO address. It's a website that you have to go to, to, to follow up on the entry. And so it's a simple thing to do, but it has to get done in order for me to choose you as a winner. Cause that's what puts you in our wheel of winners. So once you, once you do your first random act of kindness, there's about another 21 right now, other entries that you can get in to give yourself 20 entries into winning all these prizes. So, uh, yeah, very simple. You know, if you want to get in, do one thing. It's a random act of kindness. If you want to get yourself extra entries, you can do so by following the uh, directions on the Gleam.io website. Awesome. Everybody wins. That's the best. Dude, it's, dude, yeah, I'm not kidding. I was crying last year reading some of the comments. Like, even this year, it's just, 
it's just cool to what effect you know it comes down to later like the the, the ripple effect you don't know what it's going to end and how it might you know save the little fish and put it out of the water you know like what you know it, you just never know what it's going to do for somebody so it's really really cool it's awesome man well, I know we're we're stoked to be a part of it and you know even more stoked just to have you a part of the community and and be able to have this back and forth man because in the last 6 months you 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 and I've had a fair amount of conversations so no you know it's it's cool to see everything kind of come full circle like you were talking about man from the get go to where you're at now to where you, where you're headed so like back on the business side you know you mentioned the bow hitch but you got a rifle sling too right yeah so our new sling is called the the solution and so carrying your rifle is the problem. We have created the solution. So that's kind of how we got that name. Uh, the cool thing about this product is it can work with, a, you know, a crossbow. So the biggest thing, we were at the ATA last year, and we had so many people come up to us and ask us, dude, do you have something for the crossbow? Carrying the crossbow sucks. It's heavy. It's awkward. It's cumbersome. Like, like just so many reasons. So we're like, well, we don't, but we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll work. We're working on it. Right. Which is the phrase I think of it. Justin will know when somebody brings something up, you say, yeah, we're, we're actually working on something just like that. So yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's funny and, you mentioned that we're working on something just like that. And we filed a patent for it already. Yeah. Yeah. We have it. We're just waiting on the official word to come back from the patent office. So, uh, it's, um, so anyway, uh, we have our new solution. It's just cool how it works because it's very unconventional. The the rifle or muzzleloader or shotgun or crossbow, whatever it is, it rides uh, upside down. Um, it attaches to your backpack just the, the way the bow hitch does. But you can come up directly to a shooting position without ever removing your weapon from your shoulder or from the, the sling itself. So totally unique. It's uh, the hard part about the solution is that nobody understands the concept because nobody's ever built it, which is the exact same thing we went through with the bow hitch is that nobody understood the bow hitch until they saw it because there's never been anything like it. So um, for you guys who are listening right now, like it's going to be hard for you to understand. So the best thing you can do is just watch a YouTube video or go to our Instagram page and check it out um, to see how it works. Cause once you see it, or you hear a review or you see somebody reviewing it, you're like, oh shit, like, that's pretty cool. Like, I never thought of it to be used like that, but uh, it, it, it just works. So we have the solution, which is our, our weapon carrying system. And then the other product that we came out with is a, a tripod carrying system, which is just for that, carrying your tripod. Um, I've guided for several years. I carry this big ass tripod for the hunters that way, you know, they have a very stable platform, um, either for that or if I'm hunting for myself, I carry my glassing tripod. Uh, and it just is a way to carry your tripod. It can be fully extended. You just pick it up, pop the legs out, and you're good to go. So between guiding and going to the different, you know, mountain archery fests and tack and all the different hike to hunts and all these shows, what you see now is three guys or two guys with a bow. And then one or two guys following them with cameras and camera equipment and all this stuff. So we saw the the need for a huge market self-filming. You guys are talking about putting your hunts out there. Like you're carrying tripods. You're carrying a bunch of shit that is awkward and cumbersome. Like 
to be able to free up your hand anytime you want it, like is a pretty nice thing to do. So that's another market that we went after with the tripod carrying system. And it's just called the tripod sling. Nice. It's the aha moment, dude, that everybody gets with it, right? Because remember when we met, I'm a, I'm a total rookie and I just gotten a bow and Carter knows I was out shooting foam like 24 seven, man. And yeah. I found real quick in about, about three weeks that carrying your bow sucks. And that's what I called you back and I said, I get it now, man. And I'm only yeah. three into this. So yeah. it, it's, it's a great, it's a great solution, man. Like you, you're, you guys are, you guys are on it. I dig it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Having your hands free for anything you're doing outdoors is the best, right? Um, well, whatever you're carrying, like you just, you know, mentioned a, a litany of things that you can free up uh with with your with your product man but having your hands free is everything and you know i've I've heard you talk about it before but um having it right there with the easy accessibility uh especially when you're stalking through the woods or um in the backcountry in the mountains right i'm I'm an east coast you know southern whitetail hunter and you and i probably do things a little differently but uh animals are animals man and uh having that <clears throat> Uh, that bow right there man is that's pivotal yeah you know you know something i didn't mention we have a, a sling called the two-way bow sling so you guys will recognize a single point sling you know for your ar your m4 um so we adapted the m4 sling to work with the bow hitch so you can just carry a simple strap going across your body hook in the bow hitch and it hangs right at your side so we didn't we didn't at the time when Doug and I started this business we were thinking we're going to be Mississippi West we're going to you know cater to New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, Idaho a little bit, you know, Colorado, Montana. That's going to be our market for the majority of hunters. Dude, when we went to the ATA like so many whitetail hunters were like, "Dude, what is this? I need this. I have to walk like 400 yards into my stand." I'm like, oh my god, poor dude! Like, let me give you a bonus, you know. So it's it's just crazy. This. It's you need this, but uh, how how many people that um, you know? And it's just foreign. Like, I've never been in a tree, not one time in my life. So to hear them say, I'm walking from point A to point B, where I park my quad or my truck or whatever it is, and I miss a ton of opportunities because I put my bow in my backpack or I sling it just in that short distance um, for them to say, dude, I will use this all the time because I miss so many opportunities on the way in when I'm not really expecting to have these opportunities. So yeah, the whitetail market, we'd had no idea that we'd be dipping into it, but um, the bow hitch works obviously on the way in hiking in, but the single point sling is what I wanted to talk to you about if you're a whitetail hunter. If you're up in a saddle, which I had no idea what a saddle was, like, <laughs> I mean, I've never, obviously never been in a saddle. I've never been in a tree, but I've seen some guys and I've given the bow hitch to and the single point to some guys who have used it. And they're like, dude, WTF, like this thing is sick, you know, because it sits at your side. So you just, you know, it's like your duty weapon. It's always at your strong side. Like when you need to come up and shoot, it's always right there. So same thing, if you're using the bow hitch with the single point sling, it's always in your support hand, ready to come up so you can draw back with. Um, and that's important when you're in a tree, especially saddle hunting, as you pivot around this tree. And I can only tell from watching it on TV, you know, but you're pivoting around this tree and then you see these guys 
as the Bucks coming through painfully reach up. And they're like, fuck, how slow could I go, you know? And they're trying to reach up and pull their bow off of the hook or the limb or whatever it's hanging on and then and then get to their, you know, strong hand and come back and shoot. Well, with the bow hitch, it's always on your side. All you have to do is come up and your arrow's already knocked and you draw back and shoot. So, like, it was really cool to know that once we figure out how to market, <laughs> which is this one little thing that we really suck at, um, <laughs> that we have we we have a lot of green to hit on this fairway i wouldn't say you suck at marketing man like i you know i've I've been following you pretty hard for six months now and i think you guys got it i think i think it's the shows and syncing up with these communities and the kind of support you're getting and then surrounding it with like the stuff we talked about man you guys are doing all the things man yeah I, i appreciate it i um i take to heart everything that we talk about you know justin especially here man like uh those those conversations that we've had where you've just given me your time and expertise and knowledge like mean the world to me and have helped us tremendously like and and it's uh and as you know it takes time to to see the returns on the little things that are happening but they're not wasted upon me is what i want you to understand like you might be like motherfucker dude i already told you like (laughs) you need to you need to do xyz like they're happening. It's just they're about some slow motherfuckers, dude. Like it's gonna happen. It's just gonna take a little while. So um, yeah, it's, I saw the websites up, right? That that yeah. took how long? I mean, that was yeah. like five months. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 coming. It's coming. It's looking good, dude. <laughs> what so, uh, what do you think the most challenging part of all this, Armando? Coming from the background you came from, and you we're talking. Now we're talking inventor, entrepreneur, marketing, like all this shit. Like I'm a school teacher during the day, right? Like that's all shit. I don't know anything about either. What's been the most challenging part? Um, For me, I believe the most challenging part has been like the family aspect mm-hmm. just because um, and you hear it from everybody and it's insane. Like most entrepreneurs and most small business owners have the same struggles. And this is definitely one of them, especially, you know, I call it uh, kind of the ugly baby syndrome, right? Like you have an ugly ass kid and, you know, everybody's like, oh, he's cute. Like, oh, she's pretty. And, you know, and you're like, that's about an ugly ass kid. Like, don't lie to me, you know? So like, this is my baby. And, you know, I think it's beautiful, but to expect everybody else to see that, like, and I'm speaking just, you know, in my family that has been a hard part is like dude i see it i know it's there like the potential's there like everything about it is a winner um until we make a mistake like everything about it is a winner a hundred percent of the way um so it's up to me like so the hard part is like the pressure on yourself when you know you have a winning lottery ticket you got to drive back to cash this bitch in and it's a snowstorm on a cliff like and it's windy and you don't have lights and your tires are bald, like all these things, like you just have to make it there and you'll, you have to, you know, figure it out. How are you going to get there? I don't know, but you need to get there. And when you do, you can cash this check. But, uh, so that's been an, uh, a difficult part for me because you're pulling so much time from your family and in a billion different ways, you know, in working, working on the house, making sure the cars are up to speed, like making sure the yard is like, you know, they want to come home and play in the yard. And, you know, like you come home and you're not an asshole every day. 
um, which is one of my major, you know, hurdles. Um, so juggling that and like I retired last year. So at the beginning it was, you know, just us on the side, you know, our parent, you know, not our parents, our, our wives were good with, Oh, cool. Here's a little bit of play money, like try and figure it out, whatever. But we never dipped into savings. We never invested a whole lot of money. When we started, it was, you know, like our first order bow hitches was 50 bow hitches, you know? And we were like, bro, like, we're going to have to each come in with like, you know, X amount of dollars. It's like, shit, you know, like, all right, well, here we go again, you know? And uh, so it was that starting off, which is it's crazy to think about now. Um, but, you know, I, I going from that, you know, every day and just how far do you take it? And then I'm not on top of that. Then it's time. And this money's not probably coming back anytime soon. And it's energy and it's um, just the dedication that you have to put to it. You know, you have to stay relevant. And so uh, I guess the hard part is uh, the pressure, probably number one, that I put on myself because I know it's a winner. And I know, you know, that like it's just a really hard, fine, fine line. Like, where do you juggle it? And what's acceptable? What are you willing to accept as a father, as a husband, as an entrepreneur? Like, you have to make these decisions and live with them and be like, hey, fuck it. This weekend, I'm turning my phone off. I'm not going to answer any anything. Like, I was just in Phoenix for a volleyball tournament, and I was locked in. Like, we were watching volleyball. That's what we were doing, you know? And this is our biggest time of the year with the giveaway. But, you know, you got to be present and um that's just really it's just really hard to to navigate those waters so for me you know being a i wouldn't say i'm a ple i i don't know a pleaser like i'm not a yes man or like let's do everything you want to do but i never intentionally want to make anybody have a bad day or or do something that i know this is going to negatively affect you know my family or my friends or my business like there's got to be a way to do the majority of things that we want to do so navigating those waters is really difficult um well we had that we had that call right before christmas right and the number one thing i was preaching was you got like you said the winning lotto ticket patience man patience, patience. yeah Right. And that's the hardest thing when you're an entrepreneur is patience. We know that over here. I know that from my past, you want to do everything 24, seven, a hundred percent, you know, 110%, you know, foot on the gas pedal, but patience is the win, dude. And setting up that, that plan, because that also protects you, you know, from those things you're talking about, right. Where you're trying to balance the work life and the family. And, you know, it's, it's about patience and planning. And most of us who are wired and become entrepreneurs or are born that way. Patience is not our strong suit, man. Yeah. No, a, th a thousand percent. And and the hard part for me, like, is the planning part and sticking with it. And you know this as well as I do from us trying to do the vision board. And, you know, you get two people who are terrible planners and who are, you know, extremely busy to try to sit down and go over something for, you know, two, three hours is, is you know, it yeah. hasn't been it hasn't been made a priority which is definitely something that's slowing us down you know like the good thing is we're pretty aligned and headed in the right direction you know thus far so as we start to grow and things get a little more involved 
but you know we'll see we'll see where that goes but uh the planning is is hard and um being uh you know giving yourself a little bit of grace is 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 hard to do man just because you know we're fixers like you know fathers dads you know husband men in general like we just that's what we do man you're like hey you know justin's having a bad day like hey carter i'm, I'm on my way man i'm gonna pick you up and we're gonna i don't know what we're gonna do but we're we're we're, we're, we're doing something all right come get me like it's just the way we function you know and that's the cool thing about us like you know when you have a tribe as you call it like our community is like it's a no-brainer like hey i meet you guys up in durango and you're like dude somebody's wife's truck blew a tire at wherever well, i'm two hours away bro tell her i'm on my way don't get out of the car like it, it's just it's what we do so it's that makes it hard owning a business is that you think you can do everything and i, I struggle with that like bro just give me a couple hours i'll knock out and i appreciate you telling me justin um you know because i was like i'll knock out this website it might be shit but i'll figure it out and i'll get it and you're like dude pump the brakes get through christmas get through your busy time do it and do it right it'll come you're already you know the website's up you can improve it later like that was huge for me to hear that because i was really on pins and needles about getting it done and telling people that we got our patent in January and letting everybody know that we're going back to Simply Savage Solutions on the new website. Like there's a billion things that we have to do that there's not time to do. So yeah, I don't, I don't have no idea if that answered your question, but oh, I yeah. think people, people catch a glimpse into, into the realities of, um, you know, business yeah. ownership and, uh, maintaining, you know, uh, a family and you know like for, fortunately for me my first career was done so i have you know that ace in the hole there but um just figuring out like what's next that's been a transition for me you know a, a huge transition going from 20 years in the fire service to coming out to the real world where it's a different freaking beast you um, picked it you picked a sweet industry dude like that's that's the good part. I mean, we talk about all the hard stuff, right? The business, the sacrifice, the struggle, the battle, the, all that good stuff, right? But, you know, when I go on your Instagram, man, and I just see all these giant animals, I'm thinking you picked a good outlet. Yeah, yeah. We, we for, fortunately, yeah, like our community, you know, and I think, you know, you guys call it your tribe, and I kind of want to think for the bow hitch, like our ecosystem, you know, like what is created here and who's coming in and like we get a little bit of storms we get a little bit of this a little bit of that but it all just works you know and and we need one another to to make it all work and uh so some of us kill small shit some of us kill big shit some of us eat tag soup like this year you know i'm, I'm tired of tag soup dude I'm tired <laughs> of it i had good tags and they still taste like shit like it's a it's a difficult you know pill to swallow and uh but but our ecosystem just works because there's some first timers that are like, oh, I had the best year of my life and I just want to bring somebody else hunting. And oh man, I I started working out last year. The guy who won our first form packet last year has become an animal and his entire family has transformed their lives, dude. They're, you know, just going to the gym every day, they're meal prepping, he's eating right. Um 
it's his entire family who's coming together and his uh his entry in for his son on behalf of his son was hey man we got a phone call this guy who knew a guy called and said he shot an oryx and wasn't able to go in and get it so this dude gets a phone call he asks his son his two sons they're like um give us two minutes so they went and packed out this dude oryx for him you know because they're in peak physical shape they're ready to do it and they're willing to do it which is just freaking cool so yeah our our uh our community is great and you know i'm honored to have you guys as a part of it it's a massive part of the entire process man and you know it all it all ties back in everything from random acts of kindness to creating your own product to meeting all these people at these expos and you know we believe you know firmly that high tides raise all ships and working with like-minded individuals and you know especially in the industry that they're in <clears throat> that we're in there's enough room for everybody at the table man um not everybody sees that and not everybody acts like that but it's the truth there's there's enough room for everybody man and if you walk around with a chip on your shoulder uh eventually people realize it right so it's it's really refreshing to talk to somebody like you man and is out here trying to do a good thing and uh you know your product's awesome your product's amazing it solves a phenomenal issue but uh you're also a good person and that's a that's an even better thing that's like a win-win all around you know what i mean uh, appreciate it appreciate it yeah we uh you know nowhere as good as you want to be you know you always see yourself in, in, the, in the areas that you lack and things that you should be doing better and where you should be focusing more like you just see your weaknesses right you never um so i i appreciate that um so you know i try to do my best i try to just like just be genuine man be nice to people some people are douchebags and and if, if that's so then you know that sometimes they need to be treated that way but for the most part it's like i know i'm not going to sell one to everybody i don't want to sell anything to anybody i'm going to show you what we have if you like it cool if you don't cool you don't need to shit on it you don't need to tell me why it sucks like we could just agree that you don't want it and i'll agree that it's cool and it's all good we could have a beer and you know whatever still hunt together and you carry your bow and i won't like it, it really like that for for me that was a huge part of uh I think maturing within the industry because um, at the beginning, oh, dude, it was frustrating. It was kind of off the topic, but I would be at the, the trade shows, you know, the 3D shoots, and you just get these guys who walk by, like, and you could tell already, like, they're coming by, and like, this dude's a douchebag. But you have to. <laughs> You have to sell, like, right? You have to show these people your product. It's all like, hey, man, let me show you what we got here. Let me show you. Have you heard of the bow hitch? And they just walk by, and I'm like, oh, you mother. <laughs> so, you know, dude, and it would get me so mad, like, just so, so, so mad. And, uh, and, and so finally, I don't know what sort of epiphany happened, but it was kind of like, dude, you're not going to sell it to everybody. I'm sure it wasn't me coming up with it this is wisdom from somebody else. Like you're not going to sell to everybody. You don't need to like, that's not your intent. You're going to find your tribe. You're going to find your people who believe in your product and they'll make it all work for you. Like the people who want it are the people who you want to have it, you know? And so I've just taken that approach as like, dude, if you like it, cool. If you don't, cool. You come to New Mexico, hit me up. Like I'm, I'm like, 
we could still be friends. I really honestly don't care if you have or don't have a bow hitch. Like, um, so that, that's been a freeing thing for me. So if there's an entrepreneur out there who's listening to this, who is pushing their product, like when the time is right, those people will come back sometimes. And I didn't understand this. Sometimes people need touches as they call it. Like they need to touch your product or quote unquote, see your product five to seven to 10, depending on your price point, you know, how many times before they say, this is for me, you know, let me hit some reviews. Let me Google it. Let me YouTube it. Let me Amazon it. Let me Yelp it. Like, and I do the same thing. Like, I don't know, do these floor mats like suck or are they pretty legit? You know? So I will look around for a while to find out if these floor mats for my new truck are going to work or, do, do they suck? Like, you know, and it's fair. It's a, it's a very fair thing. And it's a benefit we have with, you know, social media and um, the internet, like do your research on, I'm good with that. Like whatever, <laughs> like, don't, don't try to sell to everybody is, is my point. Just uh, believe in your product, show it to people. If they want it, they'll buy it. But if they don't, then so be it. Comes yeah, back like- to the patience thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> that P yeah. word. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like a couple things you said there, man. Uh, I say it all the time on our side of things, but I say we can't be everything to everyone, you know. Uh, and that's not our goal, right? If you if you do that, you're mm-hmm. just going to drive yourself crazy. Um, yes, and we're all busy enough as it is, trying to be what we can for the people we want. You know what I mean? Um, but you can't be everything to everyone. So I like that. I, I like that a lot. And then one of the questions I had written down to ask you, man, is you know what advice would you give? an uh, aspiring inventor in the in the outdoor space and you kind of just answered that and i I appreciate that too because of of course there's other people out there who have awesome ideas and want to put it into practice um so that was good practical knowledge to share with those folks man and uh you know do it chase it uh believe in your product right yeah i i would uh let me go on top of that would be go for it you know i i uh just go for it. Like I had no idea. And to this day, my kids are like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, I got to do a whatever. Like for the first time I did a live, they're like, what's that? And so I'm like, well, I don't know. I got to go on. Somebody's going to be on the other end. It's like a phone call that everybody gets to see if they want to see it. They're like, well, have you done that? I'm like, no, but I'll figure it out. Like, you know, like I wrote our provisional patent, like had I ever done that? Absolutely not. I didn't even know what it was. Like somebody told me I should probably do it. So I look into it and and did it, you know, like so many things that I've had to do. Have you ever done that? No, like I haven't. But if I Figure make a out. mistake, like the next time it will be less shitty and less yeah. shitty, you know, and you, you just figure it out. Yeah. But you have to go for it, which is the big thing. So if you're if you're sitting on an idea or a thought or a concept like, hey, Give it a shot. Um, protect yourself with the provisional patent that covers you for, you know, the first 12 months. And it, it gives you a little bit of a grace period. It's not a foolproof thing, but it buys you some time and it lets you really decipher, you know, and put some thought into what it is you're doing. So I would say um, if I was thinking of the new thing, I would put a provisional patent on it right away. And if you do something with it, cool. If you don't, no biggie. It costs you a hundred bucks or whatever it costs you but go for it. Well, I think that's, that's that other piece of advice that we talked about, right? Is dude, toe, toe dipping doesn't get you the win, man. Cannonballs do. Yes. 
thousand percent, dude. Uh, yeah, we got to hit the bottom, as they say. <laughs> yeah, man. I love it. All in kind of guy, my man. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, Armando, we haven't even talked about hunting yet, man. We oh, haven't even dude. mentioned it because I ate some tag soup this year too. But what kind of what kind of hunts were you going on this past year, and what do you got on the horizon this year? Man, this year I had probably the best tags that I've had in my pocket, and um, I so this year I had an archery antelope tag in a good unit in New Mexico. I had a fantastic elk tag in New Mexico archery. I had a rifle deer tag in New Mexico. That was a really tough unit, but I hunt it and I know how to kill deer in there. Um, and then I had uh, a tag in South Dakota for either sex uh, deer archery in November. Um, so for my first hunt, or and, and before that, my daughter had a uh, off-range oryx tag. Um, and my dad had in October, he had a mobility impaired muzzleloader elk tag. So we had some some banger tags to, to get out with. So gear started out great. My daughter killed a really good off-range oryx, and I, I was able to tell that story you know, on the Hunting Stories podcast. And uh, just a phenomenal long story, like heartwarming, like makes you kind of want to get kind of sick to your stomach. And then like as a as a father, like you're you're just you're gonna really appreciate it and probably have two more beers after like to calm yourself down because you'll you'll just it it pulls on the heartstrings, dude. It's really cool. But her and I had an epic time. Long story short, we killed an oryx, and uh, it was a big, beautiful bull oryx, and uh, on a really hard tag to kill. It was me and her, and we killed him at dusk, and and uh, got back to the truck at four a.m. My daughter's 13. Yeah. And uh, she loved every minute of it. And so did I. Um, and then so after that, I went archery antelope hunting and I killed a really good goat. I can show it to you. Yeah, I want to see it. Nice, man. Yeah. So I killed this with my bow. Butters, man. Um, what a he was, dude, he was really, really pretty. And so honestly, I didn't even look at his horns because I was on my way home when I found him and uh right off of the highway so i was like oh my gosh so i i honestly didn't look at him i saw that there was a buck in the bottom of a draw and i could get to the top of the draw without him ever seeing me so i made my play and uh he boogered up he came up towards me to see what it was just as their you know curiosity always gets them and uh i smoked his ass so i didn't even know what it was because i didn't want to look i just knew it was the buck never looked at him had got my range finder and and uh, so when I walked up to him, I was like, wow, like that's a really pretty antelope. Um, so got to kill him. And then after that, in September, I had an archery elk tag down in the Gila in southwestern New Mexico in a unit that I know pretty well. And uh, and I started um, working a new job where my daughter was going to school and only have X amount of days off. I still had my deer hunt. I still have this north uh, south dakota hunt i still had my dad's elk hunt so i'm trying to budget my days and uh long story short i ran out of days on that hunt i finally got into them other side of a pinon and juniper tree from a big old bull just glunking and cows walking by me and i'm just waiting for him to pop out on either side of the tree to kill him dude like it's a 
the 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 check was signed i just had to pull it off the checkbook dude like it was it was a done deal screaming like bloody murder i found him the day before and uh the the approach that we took the first day was incorrect so made a new game plan for the next day worked out perfectly got behind or kind of paralleled them which is what i had to do cutting off distance as you know cutting distance as he was working to the bedding area perfect transition area flat pinon and juniper before it started to climb up and uh and the freaking wind switched on me when i was you know 40 yards away from him right on the other side and uh i had to leave that night so that was <laughs> that was that was, oh my gosh dude like screaming bloody murder like we probably saw a couple hundred head of elk like i was all covered up and uh and they were there you know there was tons of bulls in there like that was gonna be you know that would have been a done deal i, I know i would have got it done because i still had four more days to hunt but um i did so I, long story short i did not kill him um then i went on my dad's elk hunt first day not an elk um i had one bugle started calling him in and then i heard like seven gunshots <laughs> like in between me and him and so uh, a unit I had never hunted before, um, just found some country. My dad is, uh, you can't walk too, too far. So we're taking it nice and easy and, you know, uh, some pretty country, but just couldn't get into any elk and there was hunters around every corner. So for the second day, I went to a new spot and found the elk. So uh, I found him in the evening, went out the next morning. We had to leave that afternoon. Uh, called the man, dude. Called in two different bulls, and this year was the first year that they went to uh, no scopes on the muzzleloader in New Mexico. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, in the past, I have a, a Paramount Pro, you know, which is good to as far as you can shoot it, and it it was just an amazing weapon. But uh, this year with the open sights, my dad's you know getting older. I called in this bull. He's like sixty yards, but he comes into this freaking thicket of uh of oak brush and stands in the middle of it like perfectly camouflaged and so i'm like dad he's right there like i have him on that big tripod and i'm pushing the gun to him and i'm like grabbing his hand and like like trying to do this whole deal in the bull i could just see him looking at me like what the what's going on over there you know and then finally he goes to leave and he just turns and boogers out and he goes oh shit there he was and i'm like well yeah, there he was. He did. He was like right there, like literally seventy yards. I was like, oh. So I called him in, and then I called in another one uh, that was in the trees, but we just we couldn't get him to to come any closer. And my dad was getting kind of tired, so we never had a shooting opportunity at him. But um, so that was his hunt. Had to come home. You know, after that, we went home back to camp, took a nap, loaded everything up, and came back home. Off to my deer hunt, there's a, I found a nice whitetail in this area last year, and there's very few whitetail in New Mexico, but they're starting to come into this area. And so I said, okay, well, I'm going to hunt this area. I was with two other people, my uncle and cousin, dropped me off here. You guys hunt the backside of this. There'll be deer on that side. I'm going to wait here for that buck. You know, if, if he's still around, he's going to come because this is the first hunt. And he'll pop up and, you know, I should have a pretty good chance at him. Dude, sure enough, find him. It's dark. Like, it's dark. It's probably 
30 minutes before the light's going to come up. Sun's going to be shining in my eyes. So I'm like, okay, I got to kill him before the sun's up. Flat desert country with a little hillside behind me, a little mountain behind me. And so I'm sitting on this perch and I'm glassing, I'm glassing. And I'm like, fuck, I find him in this bush. And he's just feeding like literally on the inside of this bush. And so it's too dark for me to make out with my uh, 10 by 42. So I'm like, God, it's kind of dark. So I put him down. I get out my 15s and I put them on the tripod and I'm looking for them and I can't find them and I can't find him and I can't find him. I'm like, dude, he has to be there. Like there, there's no reason for him to move. Like he is there. Like I'm, I'm convinced myself 1 billion percent. He's standing in the same bush. I'm just looking at the wrong bush. So I come up and I'm like, okay, I get back to my 42s and I'm like, that's the bush. And I mark it and I make sure like everything's correct. And I get back in the 15s like dude he's not there like and then a fucking rancher drives by and he comes into the he has an easement going across the property which is public that i'm hunting but it's a locked gate and he has to drive right dude the road i could see the road is right behind where that buck was standing oh no so i'm like oh my gosh and then the driver gets out and opens the thing so i'm like well he's guiding this hunter so for sure it's a hunter it's not a guy checking his cows and uh, so, I'm, dude, I'm sick to my stomach and I'm just glassing as hard as I can. Like my eyes just want to like bleed. I'm looking so hard. Like, dude, he's in here. He's in here. He's in here. I'm scanning to my right. And the, the there's a fence and he'd have to cross the road to go to the left. So I had written the left off, you know, pretty much because that's the way he drove from. And he'd have to cross the road to get there. So I'm glassing, I'm glassing. I'm like, dude, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? The guy drives by, never stops. So I'm like, cool. He didn't see him. At least he's still in there somewhere. I look out of the corner of my eye and I see the buck. Dude, he's like 10 yards from the fence, about to jump the fence to go to the other side, which is private. So it's a nice, nice white tail, dude. So I'm like, oh, shit. So I put the put the binos down, get on my gun and come up. And he's on the other side of the fence. Oh, man. Uh, Dude, so I get so I get I I put my gun down. I get my binos. I get some video of him. Uh, He's just a really nice white tail, especially for New Mexico. So, um, so that was that was my opportunity at him. Um, And then I had an opportunity. I had to come home. I got on another buck the next evening. Um, It was just it just wasn't wasn't in the cards for me. Um, So didn't end up <laughs> end up killing him came home early and uh and then a few weeks later in november we went to, to south dakota which i had never been a buddy of mine had uh, access to some property over there so he said if you get you know this private private land tag you can hunt on this place and uh so we did me and my uncle bought uh you know just the cheap uh public land private land only tags and went out there saw some giants um Kill deer or whitetail? Uh, both. Yeah. The, yeah, it was like 3,800 acres that we had access to, a little bit of break type of river bottom things. Like for me, never hunting the country, like I, I needed to have done things different, like knowing now. But um, uh, it was cool, but everybody got sick at home. So mm-hmm. I was already pushing it, number one, by having been on all these other hunts. Like I probably never should have driven off the, you know, out of the yard to go on that last hunt. But I was like, what's the opportunity he's going to give me to, you know, hunt this property. And so I justified it to myself and said, you should probably go on this hunt. 
like so 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 i did and uh it just it just wasn't meant to be everybody got sick and and um you know when i got the call like that everybody was not doing good i was like that's the voice of you need to come home you know yeah. like it was the right thing so i told my uncle and he goes let's go bro and which is like to have a good hunting partner like it was it was a heaven sent you know to drive all that way and to be you know set up and see these big old giant deer that we saw and um <clears throat> for him to say cool bro let's go make sure everybody's okay so uh that was that was the end of the season but on a high note just because you know i have that dude in my corner and that was that was uh probably the best trophy was sitting in this area where we just seen like this mega giant white tail and he's like cool bro let's get out of here you know so that that's how the season ended um so we killed two two out of the what is that five or six tags that we had um but that's it that's awesome man awesome memories i love that you do it with your family too that's all you can't put a price on good hunting partners man oh dude it's uh not at all not 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 uh not at all it's a blessing so when you have somebody like that like don't take it for granted um let them know you appreciate them and you know uh go the extra mile to make sure that you're that person for them too i think is a a very important thing to know like if they're willing to do that for you like you had better be willing to do it for that person so when it's hey so and so has whatever cool got you Let's yeah go. my random act of kindness for 2024 is i'm gonna try and help justin get his first deer this year oh dude yeah, yeah. i like the sound of that we're gonna yeah, make it I'm, I, I'm excited for him like uh you, you know gonna, what's funny is he's gonna earn that kindness okay let's let's see let's see what we could do oh man yeah, some somebody posted today. It's funny that you said that because uh, uh, the question was, "What do you have that nobody else has that you don't feel that you're using to your full potential?" But it's like, damn, that's a that's a pretty good question to just post on a Wednesday morning. Like that <laughs> makes you, you know, think a little bit. Like I wasn't prepared to answer this question, you know. And so I was thinking about it, and uh, you know, I think my gift, you know is is being able to share those first experiences so you know like with justin and and i think you know carter when you take him out like the experience and the knowledge that you have to be able to show somebody a good experience like will forever change their life and you will be forever cemented into this person's memory and life like in in a way that like is very unique um so me guiding hunters like i would prefer to take the rookie like give me the dumbest motherfucker on the roster and we're gonna have a great time because you know he's gonna be willing and excited to learn and he's not gonna question everything i want to do and he's just gonna like you know if you come in with the right mindset justin like hey just because shit randy newberg says to do this or because you saw it on four different podcasts or youtube videos or whatever every situation is so unique that only carter's experience or only my experience or whoever you're with can dictate the next move 
like people tell me, what do you do in that situation? And a lot of people, and it kind of bugs me to a certain extent, when they say, well, this is the scenario. You're on a hillside, and the bull does this, and you hear this, what do you do? And they just answer it with like 100% conviction. And perhaps they've been in that situation, and that one setup worked perfectly to do what they're saying they did or what they wanted to do. But like being a realist, right? Like, I mean, in my mind, not not even a realist, just in my mind, that one scenario is not going to be the same because the wind is going to be different on your hillside and your bull may have been pressured different. Like, just go with the flow, dude. Like, he can have the best plan to take you out to find a deer in the area that he knows a 99 out of 100 times is going to be there. And the one time you expect it, it's not going to be there. Like, so just take everything with a grain of salt and uh, enjoy it because, like, having somebody going out willing to share that information with you, number one, and genuinely, genuinely want you to do well is a special thing all on its own. Um, so, uh, just uh, that, that's, that's a beautiful thing. That, so, that got me to thinking, like, that's the, if I had to share one thing that I'm not doing enough, that would be to to share that experience to be like, dude, Justin will go and you're going to just, you know, we're gonna, you're not going to want to stop hugging me like at the end of the hunt. Like it's, it's, it's a really cool thing to be like, all right, bro, get up, get, you gotta, get, you gotta go now. Like <laughs> part is not that kind of party, dude. Like, um, but uh, I think that that's a super cool thing. Um, so good for for you guys to you know anybody to take a first first time hunter out like that would be super cool. Oh, it's the best. I mean, the way you build that up, no pressure, no pressure. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a two way street. You, know, you gotta you gotta trust him number one, but at the same time, like just because he he could literally do everything textbook, everything right, and it still won't work, and that's the beauty of hunting is yep. you know. I think, you know, I'm a pretty good hunter and I eat tag soup. Like, could I, do I think I'm pretty sure I could have gotten it done on every single one of the tags without a doubt. But if you're a pretty good hunter, then a really good hunter probably would have killed in the three days that you had, you know? So there's, <laughs> there's that game you can play with yourself too. Like, you're all right. You're at six. <laughs> I love it, man. It's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, man really refreshing to hear um armando we're we're rolling up over an hour here dude that flew with you man freaking yeah. i want to hang cool. out with you every day man i feel good <laughs> anytime bro yeah. anytime i'm really really happy to be here with you guys and the hle like you guys have a you know anybody who's listening to this like is the tribe because you don't stumble upon this on accident and be like you know let me listen to some guys that want to better themselves and are dedicated to you know, living healthy and still having a good time, you know, and they like to, you know, catch fish and shoot shit. And, you know, like you're not an extremist. This, this is, this is the everyday people who make the world go around and who keep people safe, you know, like that community is the shit. So, um, thank you for having me and for introducing me to, to your guys' tribe. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate the kind words and look forward to, the continuing support on each side, man. And hopefully listeners definitely go check out 
everything you got going on, man. Check out all your products. Check out your website and you know where can folks find you on social media right so uh, our our website is thebowhitch.com uh soon to be changed to simplysavage.store which uh the bowhitch will push us over to simplysavage.store but um that's that's the web stuff and then uh, our instagram and facebook are at the bowhitch you have to put the so it's the bowhitch and um you know, everything, like you said, everything's authentic. You might see, be, see something when you log on and you're like, dude, these guys are bums, but that's us, <laughs> dude. You're on the right page. If you're like, this is amateur hours, then you know, you're, you know, you, you entered it in right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I know, uh, HLE, you guys have a great for, for your members, uh, a great discount code. So, um, if for, for people who are in the know, then you guys will be in the know. You guys log on to thebowhitch.com and order whatever you need to at a hell of a deal. And um, for everybody else, shoot me a message, you know, get get linked up with HLE and and you guys get yourself that discount as well. Like we do do discounts. We don't do them all the time. Like there's there's a time and a place for everything. So if, uh, if we can help you out in any way, we will. If uh, you have questions, hit me up. The, the Bowhitch doesn't sound like it's something for you no problem buy a hat <laughs> our hats are, our hats are dope <laughs> i'm a big hat guy i'm gonna i'm gonna get a couple of your hats man for oh, sure dude, our hats came out absolutely beautiful like they're legit um custom custom made inside and out and they're freaking bad i'll show you show you one so this one is uh they're all polyester they're very they're they're like the salt mafia hats or melon hats. Yeah. But uh on the inside, we were fortunate enough to design every stitch of this hat. So okay. our logo on the inside says stay ready. Nice. Um and that's kind of our mentality. This is our camouflage, which is unique to us. There's hidden animals on the inside of that. Um our logo is hidden on the inside of it. So just just a, a cool, fully custom a hat that is just ours it's not a hat with a you know something on it it's it's pretty cool um so if you're a hat guy you'll appreciate it yeah that's absolutely man so yeah bowhitch.com the bowhitch on all them social medias and uh I, I love that you plug the membership man like our members over here at hle they got access to some really good stuff man not not just the community where we're gonna help you get some good stuff along the way so i appreciate yeah. you throwing it out there nice cta back at us man yeah no dude it's uh like you said high tides raise all ships like if it wasn't uh you know for you guys having a good community we wouldn't be here in touch so we uh we just want you to get out there and you know enjoy your experience whether that's with us or you know without us or whatever like just go you do you love it man I love it. Well, appreciate your time, Armando, and look forward to chatting again, man. And uh, let's make it happen sooner rather than later, but definitely appreciate it. Um, listeners, as always, we appreciate the hell of you guys. Go check out the Bow Hitch. Uh, check out the Huntlift team member program. Uh, we'd love to hear from y'all. And as always, we appreciate the hell of you guys. Talk to you next yeah. week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you back. Later, brother. <laughs>